0: And the episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Today on the podcast, we're going to take a look back at Saturday's win over the Pittsburgh Penguins, preview tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers, and just kind of take stock of where the Bruins are at the moment with the trade deadline one week away. Before we get into all that, Let me remind you to please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already. It is available on whatever app you use, so please do subscribe. Each new episode automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, especially if you're an Apple user. If you're on Twitter, the podcast is at LOBostonBruins, LockedOnBruins on Instagram, And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at ENC McLaren. Before we get to Saturday's game, I did want to mention the Bruins did announce an update on defenseman Brandon Carlo. He suffered an upper body injury in the first period of the team's game against the Penguins on April 1st and will be evaluated on a week-to-week basis. Carlo had been appearing in just his second game following a concussion that was delivered as a result of a Tom Wilson hit that earned him a seven-game suspension. Bruce Cassidy did say it is a new injury, upper body, below the neck. Uh, He was feeling good. He got hit in an awkward spot in that Pittsburgh game and is week-to-week at the moment. So that's very unfortunate news for the Boston Bruins, obviously. That update was delivered prior to Saturday's game against the Penguins, which the Bruins won 7-5. to five. The offense exploded. Brad Marchand with a hat-trick, David Pasternak with a pair of goals of his own, and the Bruins recorded five goals in the second period, four of which came at 5-on-5, five five, if you can believe it. David Krejci added one for the Bruins, and it was really encouraging to see the top guys coming through after Bruce Cassidy had kind of called them out in recent games, saying that he wasn't frustrated. He was kind of disappointed with how they'd been playing. They came through huge in this one, and in a game where, you know, Jaroslav Halak wasn't necessarily uh, super sharp, the pucks went in the net for the Bruins. Uh, and it was nice to see that shooting percentage, 5-on-5, which has been so low this season, start to rise to where it is expected to be. Marchand, who recorded the fourth hat-trick of his career, said the game was a good learning experience for the group. Games when you have to be able to go through some adversity, play different kinds of games, not always going to be the same, especially come playoff time, but you have to keep the lead, keep building on it. That's one thing they did a really good job of in this one. Once they got the lead, they didn't sit back. They kept playing, and the goals they scored late ended up being big for them, and that was true. The Bruins went up. um, The Bruins were actually down 3-2 in the second period, but then were able to take a 5-3 lead going into the third Cody CC scored to make a 5-4. David Pasternak made a 6-4. Sidney Crosby scored a shorthanded goal to make it 6-5 with about a minute 15 left. And then Marchand sealed it with the uh, empty net goal to uh, give them the 7-5 lead, which they would not relinquish. David Pasternak of Brad Marchand's performance said he's been a world-class player for a while now a huge part of our hockey team. He's on fire, and we all love to see it. Amen, pasta. He's energetic, and we all need to feed off his energy more. He does it all, and it's true. He is playing, I would say, at an MVP-type level for the Boston Bruins, especially on Saturday. He missed two games due to a false positive COVID test, but now he scored in three straight games and has definitely been giving the Bruins a boost as of late. Pasternak scored two goals of his own, 15th and 16th goal of the season. He said it was nice, helps his confidence he's had, and they've had trouble scoring lately. So overall, a huge two points, and to score seven goals is great. Been a while since they saw hats at the Garden, obviously fun. Saw some bunny ears on the fans. It was a big win, and he just wanted to rest up and get ready for tonight's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. David Krejci hit a milestone in this one as well. Uh, He recorded his second goal of the season with a power play marker in the second period, but it was also his assist on Pasternak's first goal that gave him a bit of team history. 500th assist, making him just the seventh Bruin to reach the mark, joining Ray Bork, Johnny Busick, Bobby Orr, Phil Esposito, Patrice Bergeron, and Wayne Cashman. Pasternak retrieved the puck for him and he said it's an outstanding accomplishment. Really happy for him. 500 assists. He's a playmaker and not many Czech players have done it and he kept that in the back of his head to make sure he got the puck and happy that he was able to get it done. It was the goal I think that was a bit more important for Krejci. His Uh, I had made a note of it on Twitter the other day that his shooting percentage was about 10% below his career average, sitting at about 2.3. His uh, career shooting percentage is like 12.4. So to get that goal, I think he's really in for a pretty good second half of the season here as playoff Krejci begins to emerge Um, it was cool to see those two guys playing together that seems like something that will stick as Craig Smith was bumped up to the first line Pasternak down to the second line to play with Richie and Krejci and Krejci said he's always liked playing with pasta such a gifted player always in the right spot especially in the offensive zone makes things happen fun to play with a guy like that they just play their game with him, you can see it in practice. He shoots to score, shoots with a purpose. It's just a matter of time for him, and happy that he got two goals. So I think we might see those two stay together for a bit, and uh, that could be a good thing for Boston's offense, just to spread things out a little bit. And um, Craig Smith has looked decent on the top line. I don't think he's really a top line winger ideally, but. This is the hand that they've been dealt at the moment, and until they bring in a top six forward, then uh, he'll be up there for the time being, I guess, and and more on that later in relation to New Jersey's Kyle Palmieri. Bergeron scored the first goal of the day for the Bruins. The marker tied him with Rick Middleton for fourth place on the Bruins' all-time scoring list with 898 career points. Uh, so another huge uh, milestone there. You look at guys like Marchand, Bergeron, Krejci. I think, I've said it before, Marchand, Bergeron definitely will have their numbers retired one day. Krejci should probably, probably be up there as well. And, you know, we talk about secondary scoring and uh, problems with this team. But you look at a game like this, you're reminded of how good these core players are. It makes you think, yeah, maybe they do add a few pieces. They could go on a run here. Uh, So much has to go right in the playoffs. So many things have to add up um, and go your way. You need a lot of good luck. But with these core players, you know, it gives you a chance to win every night if they're on top of their games. Tuka Rask missed this one again. There's some uncertainty about his status, so that might. Cloud things, as well as injuries to Brandon Carlo, Andre Kasha still on the shelf. Uh, so it's a big week here coming up for Don Sweeney, but we'll get into that in a moment. Before we do, just enjoy this win. I've been saying I just want a fun Bruins game, and this definitely was that. Um, and I'm really, uh, yeah, it was an encouraging performance, despite the fact that they did allow those five goals Jaroslav Halak with an 8.21 save percentage on the day. Not not great, but the uh, offense bailed them out for once, and that was great to see. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar on the market. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, and they are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. But lest you think you're enjoying a... Uh, unhealthy chocolate bar it is great for the health conscious person you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great if you're on the keto diet right now if you go to builtbar.com and order a new box of built bars you can get 15% off your next order by using promo code locked 15 that's 15% off your next order of built bars by using promo code LOCKED15. You will not regret it. Locked On Today is the best way to get all the sports news you need in 20 minutes or less. Host Peter Bukowski brings you the latest from around the world of sports with help from our local experts. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So the Bruins now face a home-and-home set against the Philadelphia Flyers tonight in Boston, tomorrow in Philadelphia. The Flyers currently sit four points back of our Boston Bruins for the fourth and final playoff spot in the East Division. The Bruins do have two games in hand, and so even if the Flyers, say, take both games to tie the Bruins, the Bruins would still be ahead in point percentage and would also have, you know, still those two games in hand, obviously. The Rangers are also at 39 points, tied with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. The Bruins have three games in hand on the Rangers, and, uh, I mean, what really matters right now is just taking care of these Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers have a very porous minus 23 goal differential right now, They have been a bit of a mess lately, so this will be a good opportunity for the Bruins to just uh, drop the hammer, keep the offense going, and kind of uh, get rid of the Flyers once and for all and kind of uh, erase their playoff chances. Uh, We'll see later on here on Monday morning what the line combinations, if there'll be any changes to the lineup, but I would expect uh, Bruce Cassidy would Probably go with the same lineup offensively, although we could see some changes on the blue line. On Saturday, we saw a defensive pairing of Jared Tenorti, Connor Clifton, with Jacobs Borrell, and Steve Camphor in the second pair. Obviously, not ideal at all to have some of these guys in the lineup that were expected to be more depth defensemen. Uh, Jeremy Lozon, I would expect to be back in the lineup in place of. Camper or Clifton or Tenorti, and um, hopefully he can have a bit stronger outing after struggling a bit last week and getting some time in the press box to uh, yeah, just get a bird's eye view of the game. I mentioned the trade deadline is one week away, April 12th, and on Sunday, the New Jersey Devils held Kyle Palmieri out of the lineup for precautionary reasons, with his agent later tweeting that there is indeed the expectation that he will be traded at some point this week. The Bruins have long been interested in Palmieri. Sportsnet's Elliott Friedman has previously reported that he could see our Boston Bruins as well as the New York Islanders and the Toronto Maple Leafs vying for his services. He's in the final year of a five-year, $23.25 million contract, and he has been one of the most consistent scorers in the NHL over the last several years, if you can believe it. Since 2015-16, he's had seasons of 30 goals, 26 goals, 24 goals, 27 goals, 25 goals, and I think he would be... One of Don Sweeney's ideal trade uh, acquisitions, what it would cost, and if they can outbid other teams vying for his services. That's the big question, and uh, I know the Islanders will be making a big push to add some scoring in light of having lost Anders Lee to a season-ending injury. They remain a very good team without their captain, and um, he would be a guy that would certainly be on their radar. So again, looks like we'll get at least one trade here in the next week or so. And it will be very interesting to see what Don Sweeney has up his sleeve and which route he chooses to go. I'd recommend checking out a good article posted today by... Um, Scott McLaughlin, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, he asks, what should Bruins general manager Don Sweeney do over this next week before the trade deadline? In a perfect world, the answer is fairly easy. Uh, Acquire a top six wing and a top four left shot defenseman, filling the Bruins' two biggest needs and turning this team into a Stanley Cup contender. Now, clouding things a little bit is the fact that some of the player's They may have had their eyes on, are on teams that are back in playoff contention. Matthias Ekholm and the Nashville Predators have climbed back into a playoff spot. The Coyotes, with Alex Goligoski and Connor Garland, have climbed their way into playoff position. Uh, You wouldn't think that they'd be contenders, but some teams, you know, just getting in the playoffs is uh, something that they want to accomplish, even if. They're likely to be one and done. Alex Edler was a name that's popped up, but the uh, Canucks have serious COVID issues at the moment. Uh, Ricard Raquel was another target perhaps in Anaheim. He has been out for at least a week with what's assumed to be a concussion. And uh, so the market is kind of shrinking in terms of anticipated sellers as well as due to injury issues around the league um, Boston, they have injury issues of their own with Tuka Rask, Brandon Carlo. So you have to ask, is it really worth trying to go all in this season to build a cup contender? Or, I mean, it's always worth going for the cup, of course, but do you realistically have a chance to win without Brandon Carlo, perhaps with Tuka Rask really struggling to get back on the ice? And Scott asked that as well. Are these Bruins even worth investing in at the trade deadline? Certainly haven't looked like a cup contender for much of the last month and a half with a 9-9-3 record over their past 21 games. But they are still firmly in a playoff spot with cushions on the Rangers and Flyers with games in hand. They have six games remaining against the lowly Buffalo Sabres, from whom they could potentially pluck... um, Taylor Hall. Uh, Jake DeBrusque is also coming back after being on the COVID list for about 16 days. He was removed on uh, Sunday. So that will be nice once he's back up to speed and able to play. I I wouldn't think he'd be ready to go tonight, but hopefully in the next few days at least. Uh, So yeah, Don Sweeney has about a week to decide whether or not he's going to go for it, trade some picks prospects maybe a roster player to upgrade the roster again we saw on Sunday how good these core players still are once you get into the playoffs anything can happen these guys are big game players they've been there before that experience will serve them well and um, there are some questions about the blue line about the goaltending I realize that um, and I, I don't really envy Don Sweeney at this point and it'll be interesting to see where he goes of course keep it locked to locked on bruins and we will bring you all the latest when and if a trade breaks bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action they have you covered for all major sports as well as awards and reality tv shows real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine they have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets. It's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. online, your online sportsbook experts. The LockedOn Fantasy Hockey Podcast is your place to go for all the advice you need to win your leagues. Fantasy hockey expert Scott Cullen gives you tips, insights, and analysis for season-long Dynasty and daily leagues. Follow Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. If you can believe it, the Florida Panthers have moved into first overall in the NHL standings after shutting out the Columbus Blue Jackets on Sunday. Chris Dreger made 32 saves Captain Alexander Barkov had a goal and an assist. He is putting himself in the MVP conversation, I would think. They have a two-point lead over the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, you know, it's more impressive that they've won six straight games, four of which have come without top defenseman Eric Ekblad, who's out for the rest of the regular season with a fractured leg. Uh, So the Panthers... Really looking like uh, a pretty serious team out there in the Central Division, and it would be pretty cool to see a Florida-Tampa Bay uh, playoff series come spring. COVID issues remain prevalent around the NHL. Rick Bonus was removed from the Stars-Hurricanes game on Sunday. After what is believed to be a false positive COVID test result, I'm not really sure why they're waiting to get results uh, mid game before going ahead. The thing with Bonus is that he is apparently fully vaccinated, so uh, it'd be kind of weird if it was a positive, a very low grade positive test result for Rick Bonus. And it seemed like uh, it's just precautionary, but still uh, kind of troubling that they're waiting until. The uh, game has already started to get these test results back. Meanwhile, in Vancouver, they have, I believe, 16 players on the COVID list. Many have tested positive with the Brazilian P1 variant of COVID-19, which uh, is apparently uh, pretty rough. Darren Drager reported Canucks family members are contracting the coronavirus Symptoms include vomiting, cramping, dehydration, and uh, some have even had to have IVs administered. Uh, So I'm not sure yet how it's going to affect the schedule and and all that up in the North Division, but of course all of that is secondary to the Canucks um, getting back to health. It's a very scary situation out there. I mentioned Palmieri being held out. Not the first time the Devils have done this. They did that with Taylor Hall in December of 2019 before they traded him to the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, some other Boston-centric rumors: Nick Ghost of NBC Sports believes the Bruins desperately need experienced help on the blue line with Carlo and Kevin Miller sidelined by injuries. Obviously, the names Matthias Ekholm came up. Uh, David Savard. Dmitry Kulikov, Alex Goligoski, Josh Manson. These are all players that could be available. And, uh, I mean, it's no secret that the Bruins do need help on defense, but the assumption was always that it would be the left side that they would need to shore up. Now I'm not so sure. It could be the right side that needs the most help because, like we saw on the weekend, you had uh, McAvoy followed by Camphor and Clifton, and that is not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Shane Goss' bear still out there, just saying. I think that would be an upgrade still on the blue line for our Boston Bruins. Anyways, that is today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Again, a very encouraging result on Saturday against the Pittsburgh Penguins, at least offensively, I should say, not really defensively, and... Couple of big games coming up here against the Philadelphia Flyers. We'll be all over it here on Lockdown Boston Bruins. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. We'll be back tomorrow to recap the game, preview the rematch in Philadelphia tomorrow night, and just bring you all the latest when it comes to our Boston Bruins. I hope you all had a great Easter weekend if you celebrated. Otherwise, yeah, I hope it was still a great weekend. It was nice to be able to set up our deck to enjoy the Bruins game on Saturday, to spend a lot of time outside. It was very warm and sunny here, particularly on Sunday. And uh, yeah, just got to sit on the deck, enjoy the vitamin D, read a bit, enjoy cider, hang out at the park. Uh, It was a nice weekend, despite the fact that we weren't able to gather with family. Uh, Both my parents getting their first vaccinations, which was really cool, and they also celebrated their 50th uh, wedding anniversary over the weekend. So happy anniversary, mom and dad. Sorry we couldn't be there. Uh, And hopefully this is all over soon so that we can um, all hang out again soon. And that goes for all of us. Take care of yourselves and each other on this Monday, friends. And we will talk to you again tomorrow. Later.